Welcome into this week's edition of the Sun Devil Source Report podcast alongside SunDevilSource.com publisher Chris Cartman. I'm your host, Kerry Crowley. This week on the show, we've got a very special guest coming your way, an interview with former Arizona State starting quarterback Taylor Kelly, three-year starter for the Sun Devils, who led the program to back-to-back 10-win seasons, a Pac-12 South title in 2013, and an appearance in the Pac-12 championship game during that 2013 season. What's Taylor up to these days? Well, he's a quarterback's coach working at 3DQB and edge training with the legendary Tom House, who's coached a number of NFL quarterbacks along the way during his career. And Taylor wanted us to let you know that he'll be having his quarterback camp out here in Arizona the weekend of April 21st and 22nd. That will take place at American Leadership Academy High School on the 21st. The camp will start with a high school session on Friday evening from 4 to 6 p.m. and a youth session at 6th to 8th graders from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at an American Leadership Academy High School. On Saturday, the camp will continue. The high school group will go from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. The youth group from 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. If you have any questions, you know someone who might want to participate in Taylor Kelly's quarterback camp, send them an email at edgeqbtraining at gmail.com. What this camp will consist of, uh, quite a bit of what Taylor is working on right now, functional strength and conditioning protocols, patterning biomechanics, throwing different routes and movements on the field, arm care recovery protocols, and competitions as well. So if you know anyone who might be interested in attending Taylor Kelly's quarterback camp later on in the month, please do reach out to him. So what we'll do right now is throw things over to that interview with former Arizona State starting quarterback Taylor Kelly. He has a lot to reflect on, including what he's up to this these days, his best Arizona State memories, and his career as a Sun Devil as a whole. All right, we're joined now by former Arizona State quarterback Taylor Kelly, a three-year starter for the Sun Devils, 2012, 2013, and 2014. Taylor was the quarterback at the beginning of the Todd Graham era, one of the most successful times in recent history for Arizona State. Taylor, you led the Sun Devils to eight wins in your first season, a Pac-12 title or a Pac-12 South title, an appearance in the Pac-12 championship game during your second season as starting quarterback, and then during your third season as a starter, another 10-win season for the Sun Devils. And since your playing days at ASU, you've moved on and become a quarterback coach. So we're curious about what you're up to right now, who you're training and uh, what you're doing. I know you're with Edge Training right now, doing a little bit of work with 3D quarterbacks. So how's that going for you? It's going great. Um, I've been working, it's going on my second year now with the company. Um, We've been super busy this last spring. I've been learning a ton about biomechanics, uh, the mental side of um, of the game and just also the mental side of how the brain works, the psychology part of it, um, the body movements, functional strength, all those sort of things that go into a throw and how to make it the most efficient throw that you possibly can um, when stuff is going crazy out on the field. So after you uh, ended your career at ASU, uh, you went through a period where you were uh, helping the Sun Devils coach. You were kind of out there working with the quarterbacks. And then you decided to go in this other path. And I'm just curious, uh, what was the thought process behind the decision? And how do you feel like that's going so far? Um, yeah, you know, I, I got into a graduate assistant role when I was done playing. Um, and I got the opportunity to, I loved it. I loved being a GA up there. Um, I learned a ton about um, preparing for a team and game plans and 
all the stuff that goes into it, uh, the change of depth charts when injuries happen and how you have to change personnel, all those sort of things that go behind, behind the scenes um, that sometimes you don't even know why as a player um, that go on. And so it was awesome to learn all those, those skill sets. But I, thought I got an opportunity to go learn about biomechanics and how to make throws efficient and, and make them throw, throw hard easy and how to put your body in the best position to make those throws. And I, I honestly didn't know much about that when I was even playing and even before, even, uh, before I got this job. So it really intrigued me, and it, I, it could help me out a ton if I wanted to get back into coaching um, just because I would know all the different movements and functional strength exercises and thought process and how to get your body um, to be the most efficient out in the throw and to help develop your quarterback to make efficient throws out on the field um, all the time. And instead of when you're out there throwing and the ball jumps off your hand and it feels great and having that throw shock you, instead that should feel every single time. And now it's the throws that kind of hurt or didn't get there that kind of shock you. And so you have a process of your throwing mechanics and how to, to make those easy throws. And I thought that was one thing that I was missing um, that could help me be a, a fully developed coach and develop kids uh, in the future. Is it that something that you wish that you had studied and known some of these things earlier juncture of your career? Oh, of course. I mean, right now I've never felt as healthy and as strong arm. Um, and I'm uh, throwing every day, never icing. It's just, it's crazy. The stuff that I've learned and I'm having more zip on the ball when I'm throwing it back to guys. I wish I would have known this stuff when I was in high school or even college. Um, it would have helped me a ton. So your ASU career, you had a really interesting career arc because back in 2012 when Todd Graham took over the program, you kind of sat at third on the depth chart exiting spring practices and everyone knew it was a three-way competition between you and Mike Bercovici and Michael Eubank at the time, yet in fall camp, Camp Tontazona, you emerge as the guy for ASU. Take us back through that quarterback competition and just some of the memories you have from winning that starting job during your sophomore season. Yeah, when I was going through that competition, um, like you guys said, when Coach Graham and Coach Norville and his staff arrived, um, in the spring I was, you know, taking third-string reps for ma- ma- towards the majority of the end of that of the spring ball, and um, I just had a chip on my shoulder, and I knew that I was better um, than what I was showing, and I talked to Coach Graham and Coach Norville and about the things that I needed to improve on um, from now all the way till summer to be a starting quarterback. And uh, they gave me a list full of things, and I went to work on those through the summer. I did the most that I possibly could to build relationships with guys um, on our team. Uh, I found that was a really important part for me to do is to get um, those guys to to lead or or to follow me so I could lead them um, out onto the football field. And then also just knowing, you know, the plays, getting stronger. Um, And that I, I took those. Every, end of, every single day of the summer. And I went after it, and all I focused on was what I could control. Um, I didn't worry about what kind of reps uh, uh, Mike Bercovici and Eubank were getting. Um, I just worried about my reps and, and the reps that I was given and gave my very best, and that was all I could give the coaches. And so um, the rest was that, and I just kind of ran with it into fall camp and um, became the starter and, you know, never looked back. I seem to remember you were very focused on your footwork. Um, everything stems from a great base, obviously, and 
that helped you with your velocity, accuracy, and range throwing the ball down the field. Was that uh, one of the one of the bigger areas in which you really saw a lot of improvement that summer in a way that catapulted you into the the driver's seat there? Yeah, I focused a lot on my drops just because of um, I did it without a football, with a football um, throughout the summer because every route, every concept had different footwork. And so I wanted to make sure that I didn't think about the footwork and I had to worry about the defense and the reads and putting the ball where I needed to instead of, oh, what drops is this? Am I getting a good hitch? And so I just tried to do as much as I can to build a muscle memory of all the drops and the footwork in my alignment. I didn't have to worry about that. And I knew, because it all starts with your feet. If your feet are in place, then the rest can follow. But if you're out of sequence with your feet, um, they're slow, whatever it may be, um, you're going to be out of sequence somewhere in your throat. And so I focused on that a ton in the summer, and it really helped me through uh, fall camp um, when we were scrimmaging. So you win the starting job in 2012, and like you said, you never look back. You hold the title of starter at ASU for three full seasons. And then when you exit the program, Berkovici has an extra year. He takes over. I remember after the Duke win in the Sun Bowl, Todd Graham turned to him and said that this is his team now. But 2016 rolls around. And for the first time, ASU has a quarterback competition since August of 2012. And once again, this spring, ASU is holding a quarterback competition. There's five guys competing for reps, or should be this fall once everyone becomes healthy. When you think back about your quarterback competition and going through that process, what type of advice would you give to players who are in a similar position and trying to work their way up the depth chart? I would tell them to focus on what they can control. Um, and I constantly have told those guys the relationships that I've built with those quarterbacks um, that are currently at ASU um, to really just hone in on who they are and not worry about and get caught up with what, how other people are doing in practice or in the meeting room. Um, you take your corrections and you build on those because you, that's the only thing that matters is what you do with the football and how you can control those reps. Um, I, I tell them, I told them my story and kind of some examples of what I would do as far as building relationships with guys, how to work, how to lead. Um, and just, and that's one of the things that I, I continue, even when I was, um, in Arizona this last weekend, just, you know, talking to Brady and Manny and Bryce, those guys to, um, to really just focus on them and, and go out there and have a really good summer and, and do what they can, what they can control. Taylor, going back to Mike Norvell's system, it seemed like it was very well suited to your style of play as a quarterback. The zone read stuff, uh, being able to get out and roll and see multiple quarter uh, wide receivers, I should say, uh, on different planes of, of vision. Um, and then there was a, a quite a transition from that to Chip Lindsey. Um, what do you think about just the, the, the style contrast and then now – switching up to Billy Napier again. And, and are these things difficult for quarterbacks to go through? Uh, they are. They are, they are difficult um, changes that you have to go through, especially when you have so many different, um, different systems and coaches coming through um, a program because you have to learn how the, that offense coordinator or quarterback coach coaches, how, what's his personal, personality like, um, how is he out on the field, how is he in the meeting room. And then you got to learn the terminology. How is that different? Because one coach may teach this, and that the total and the same thing he may he may teach it totally different. 
And so you have to get used to how he calls things, how he, he tags things in the play, um, and also where you start your eyes on certain plays. Like there's times where some guys, they start their eyes on the same concept two different places. So you sometimes those bring back memories and those muscle memories of, out in practice that may have triggered Manny to remember what we did with Coach Norvell, uh, but it's completely, totally different with Coach Napier. So those are things that, you know, guys may struggle with, um, but you have to fight through those and just continue to harp in on, you know, concepts are concepts, and you got to really focus on the terminology. If you can go out there and know the play, like the back of your hand, then you just go out and react. That's football. You just go out and react, see what the defense is giving you, um, and, and play ball. Now, aside from having to learn new systems over the last three years for ASU's quarterbacks, almost all the guys you mentioned you spoke with, Manny Wilkins, Brady White, Bryce Perkins, they've all had to deal with injuries within the last year. And when I think about the 2014 season, I remember that Colorado game and the injury that you sustained in that game and really how you fought back from the injury later on in the season to come back to the field. So what type of advice do you give these guys on the mental side of things when, when you're not focused as much on football, when you're just focused on getting healthy and getting back on the field? Because I know that's something that you went through. Yeah, it's, it's difficult, especially when uh, you're in the, the heat of, of, a, of a season, a long season, and you get hurt in the middle of it. And um, you, know, you, you lose the speed of the game. You lose strength. You, you lose a, a, a bunch of stuff. You lose timing with guys. And, um, you know, like I said, you just got to really – focus in on your rehab and, and trust that the coaches and the trainers are doing a great job for them to get you prepared to, for out, to perform in practices and, and in games. And so my advice to those guys is to take care of their body, whether it's prehab, rehab, making sure they're going early, doing extra stuff to, um, to take care of their bodies, whether it's eating right, sleeping right, um, you know, giving their time recovery, uh, to, to recover, um, time to rest, and those sort of things. You know, I've talked about being smart, not overworking through the rehab to get back sooner. Um, you know, your body needs just as much time, if not more, to recover um, to stay healthy. And so those, just my insight that I give those guys and that I went through and experience-wise, um, I'm trying to do as best as I can to, to talk to those guys about that and you know, so they can get out there and play healthy. Now, at the time of your injury, no one really knew that you'd had surgery for uh, really until you came back from injury, and Todd kind of let that slip in a press conference. And so when you were making that comeback, how tough was it for you to get that mobility back, gain your confidence back? Because as far as we knew, that was the first time in your career that you dealt with something that serious. Yeah, it's tough, especially um, when it's on your, your plant foot um, that you're just kind of nervous if the if it's all healed up properly, um, you know, I lost a lot of leg strength. And so I didn't have as much ground force to create into my throw in which I was using all upper body and arm. And I started getting fatigued throughout the, um, when I started coming back towards the end of the season, I wasn't having as much jump on the ball. My legs were super fatigued. I couldn't, um, you know, get out of the pocket like I wanted to get away from guys in zone reads. Um, I just didn't have my explosion, that fast twitch um, muscles that I had created my first two years so it's tough to to do that you sometimes you just don't have and even when you're in the season you don't you can't lift the whole ton because then you have to be um ready to go for that next game on saturday so it was tough uh battling through that um but you know i did i tried i did the best i possibly could out there and did uh, what my doctors 
were telling me to do and also my coaches. Taylor, just given your success that you had under Todd Graham, it's really unique. Um, and you have this perspective of, of being able to look at the quarterback position through that lens. Um, what did you see from the team last year? Of course, Manny started out, uh, the offense team was 4-0, and then you had the injury problems, and uh, now maybe you've taken a look at them heading into the spring, and you see what some of these guys are capable of, what they need to work on. What's just your overall sense of what this quarterback position is right now as you're going from spring ball to uh, the next few months in fall camp? Yeah, you know, these guys, it's a it's wide open race for these guys, and they, they all know that. Um, they uh, Just watching the team from last year and, you know, the, the roller coaster ride through the quarterback position through injuries was tough, um, and they, they've all been through hard times, and you can't coach that. You can't teach a kid that. He has to experience that and go through it to learn from that. And so all those guys have gotten reps of learning and going through tough times um, even Dylan, you know, as a freshman, that's hard to do. And for him to jump in and get thrown into the fire like that, you know, remarkable to see. And so for him to get that as a freshman is, is huge experience reps for him when he's heading into spring ball and, and fall camp because now he has a full year under his belt with some playing time and he can really attack that. And same with, you know, Manny, Manny and Brady. Um, so I'm excited to see what these guys are going to be doing. Um, I know they had a good fall or a good spring. Um, coach is going to get them ready for this summer with Coach Grizz and their offseason training, and I'm excited to see what they do in, in uh, fall camp. You're about to be three seasons removed from the program, and I don't know how aware you are of this, but Todd Graham still drops your name in press conferences every other week or so about the type of leaders he wants to develop. You're clearly a guy who had command of the locker room here and had the respect of the coaching staff, and it's something that has stuck with Todd through the past few seasons. So my question for you here is, as a quarterback, how do you foster and develop leadership on a day-to-day basis to generate the type of confidence in your teammates that you had? Um, you got to walk the walk, talk the talk. You have to go out um, and put others first um, in the locker room, um, in the coaching staff. Um, I was always there for my, my teammates, and they knew that. And it wasn't just me talking about it. I actually showed them that I was going to be there for them. Um, and just getting along with everybody, you know, whether that's the four-string cornerbacks on the team, um, going up to them and, and talking to them out on practice or, or you know, talking a little crap to them to get him motivated, um, all those different things that I would try to do to get out of my way, to go out of my way and reach out to those guys and, you know, know that I was there for them and, um, and just give it my all through practice, uh, you know, compete at a high level, um, always tried to make meetings fun or, or practice fun. So it's a high-intensity comp- competition environment. And, you know, I tried to do that, whether that was in weightlifting, um, in the summer training when we would train with the wideouts or DBs, I'll go out and I'll, I'll jump in their group and, and compete with them. Um, yeah, I'll get beat, but, you know, I was pushing them to make sure they, they didn't – make sure I didn't beat them. So those are the things that I would do, just little things um, – throughout the locker room, hanging out on the weekends with them, those sort of things. You've had a little bit more time now to consider your career at ASU. Um, of course, the back-to-back 10-win seasons and a lot of really great accomplishments. But what are some of your favorite memories that you have looking back at your career? My favorite memories is uh, building relationships and lifelong relationships with coaches um, and my teammates. Uh, just looking back and having memories of 
you know, being in the locker room after beating UCLA in 2013 for the Pac-12 South title, like, I'll never forget that moment in the locker room, the guys' faces running down to the, the corner of the end zone and celebrating with our fans, like, feels like yesterday. Um, and all those things, you know, always are on my mind all the time, and, and I miss it. I miss the camaraderie that we had as a team. Um, so I try to stay in touch with those guys still um, to this day, make sure that how they're doing, see if I can help them in any way as far as, you know, with, with anything. And so go grab a lunch or whatever. So those are things I, I missed about. Um, but my favorite was probably being on, playing against UCLA 2013. Now, as we wrap things up here, I'm going to mention a few of your signature victories from your time at ASU. If you want to, you just give a quick reflection on each one of these and, and just what comes to your mind right away. So we'll start with the 2012 Territorial Cup, your first Territorial Cup as a starter, where you guys are in that comeback victory in Tucson. Yeah, you know, that, that game was an up-and-down roller coaster. Um, I remember we put a, we came out in the fourth quarter and put a lot of good drives together. Um, our defense got some turnovers, and that was one of the most exciting kind of comebacks because I remember everybody was leaving with about eight minutes left to go in the game, and we were down 14 or so, and we come back and, you know, put a few scores together, get us a couple of stops, and ended up winning. That was a, an awesome game. The Wisconsin game where Wisconsin has the ball at the end, driving down the field, and your defense is able to get off the field and come away with the win. Yeah, I didn't even know what was going on in that second. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone I remember, did. I just remember one of our guys on the ball, and then all of a sudden Will's running down at the other end, and game's over, and I just go out and celebrate. I was just total confused if we won or not. <laughs> Uh, the Notre Dame game that you guys win at Sun Devil Stadium, you take that massive lead. Notre Dame comes all the way back, and then you kind of put the nail in the coffin at the end of the game. Yeah, you know, we, uh, we had an explosive first half, um, and I knew Notre Dame, you know, wasn't over uh, or, you know, weren't going to throw the talent yet. And, you know, we struggled offensively a little bit in the third quarter, um, but I constantly told our guys, hey, we got this, which is, you know, get the first first, first down and we'll get things rolling, and we did. Um, I remember tomorrow Richards had a huge spark in the game for us at that moment with that little will route up the sideline, um, you know, tremendous play for him. And, you know, I, I think that kind of set his first tip off for, for his career. Two more here. Your 2013, you've already talked about it a little bit, but that 2013 win over UCLA to clinch the Pac-12 South. Yeah, that's one of the most memorable games, um, experiences that I've ever had. Um, just, you know, going into California playing in the Rose Bowl um, a lot of our guys are seniors um, they put so much into the our our program investment and you know just to see the look on their faces after the game with Will and and all those guys on that senior year was just unbelievable um, I'll, I'll cherish that game for the rest of my life and then 2014 the Sun Bowl your final game as a Sun Devil when you guys earned the victory over Duke yeah, uh, just looking back on the, my, my career is, you know, I wanted to end with a win, uh, a lot of ups and downs, especially in my senior year. And I just wanted to go out there and show Sun Devil Nation um, to go out with a win and to know what I was trying to leave a legacy for for our program. And, you know, we our defense had some good stops um, towards the end of the game and, you know, came away with the victory. Last question here, Taylor. Um, the demands are so great with 
uh, being a student athlete, especially as a quarterback. And I'm sure that um, you were so busy that you could hardly keep everything straight. But now that you've had a couple years removed from that and you're into your career, um, what's life like for you and, and how much are you enjoying it? Oh, I'm loving life right now. Um, I'm in Southern California, uh, 10 minutes away from the beach, working at um, training with the top quarterbacks in the, uh, in the world, um, learning a bunch about this position, going out and, you know, my days are throwing a football around and coaching quarterbacks. So it could be a lot stressful. I could be sitting behind a desk and um, doing some things. I'm loving my job, loving the people I'm working with. And, uh, you know, I love going down out to, you know, Sun Devil games now on the weekend in the fall and, and watching my Sun Devils um, play great. He's Taylor Kelly, one of the defining players of the Todd Graham era here at Arizona State, a three-year starter at the quarterback position, back-to-back 10-win seasons, including that 2013 season in which the Sun Devils won the Pac-12 South. Taylor, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, that will do it for this week's episode of the Sun Devil Source Report podcast. Once again, thank you to former Arizona State quarterback Taylor Kelly for joining us on the show. We really hope that you enjoyed all the insights and reflections that Taylor had to share with us. If you're curious about what he's up to these days, once again, he's coaching quarterbacks with 3D QB and edge quarterback training. He'll be out here in the state of Arizona holding a quarterback's camp the weekend of April 21st and 22nd. For details on that camp, you can email him at edgeqbtraining at gmail.com. That quarterback camp taking place at American Leadership Academy High School. He'll have two separate sessions, one for 6th to 8th graders and one for high schoolers as well. Once again, that's the weekend of April 21st and April 22nd. Thanks so much to Taylor for joining us, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Sun Devil Source Report podcast. For sundevilsource.com publisher Chris Cartman, I'm your host, Kerry Crowley. Thanks so much for tuning in.